Welcome to the Purple and Gold Frames podcast for the week of October 4th. Yes, yes. I got my man Laker Lou here. What's happening? And I'm Marcel. Uh, we're going to start it off with the calendar. What we got going for this week? Tonight we got a matchup between the Utah Jazz and uh, they'll be playing the Utah Jazz again. Yeah, uh, Tuesday? On Thursday, they're going to be playing uh, the Raptors, yeah. which is... Uh, Pretty exciting. Yeah, and they're going to end it up Sunday, week from today, against uh, Maccabi Haifa, uh, Israeli team. Got a little international play going on. What about tonight? What's the word on tonight? Well, tonight, I think we're going to just be looking at, uh, you know, what these guys got to show. This is like, you know, competition. So we're going to get a look at what Russell, what Clarkson, what these young guys, plus, you know, what Kobe's got in the tank there. We probably won't see too much of Kobe and like these older guys, but the guys trying to make the squad, like the rookies, we're going to get to get a little bit more action get a look at what they're bringing to the team yeah lakernation.com has uh, right now projected a lineup d'angelo jordan kobe julius and big big roy starting so that sounds good i that like sounds, that lineup that's a dope lineup uh, yeah to see, you know, right out the gate. I'd like that from Byron, you know. These are these are the guys that we want, really want to see together. And, and let's see in this first game what that kind of looks like. Yeah, man, I'm excited, man. Yeah. First week of basketball is upon us in yes, a man. few hours, as a matter of fact. So, uh, happy to have basketball back. All right, we're going into the segment called Around the World. Uh, basically, we talk about what's going on in the NBA. You know, some storylines are going around in here. So, uh. First shot, Marcel, go for it, man. Take it. All right, Tristan Thompson. Okay. Is it officially a holdout? Holdout. That's, holdout. That's so terrible. Not signing that contract. <laughs> he wants hey, that man, big he money. wants his money. What, what, oh, can't hate on that, right? I can see it from both perspectives. I, I know that the Cavs are trying to offer him what they think is a, is a good contract. But he's looking at that money coming next year in, yeah, in I mean, 2016. Yeah, that money's going to be for him. Why? I mean, just give him what he wants, man. He's a big part of what they did last year. I mean, shoot. The camp, cap is going to jump, um, what, like $22 million? That's a lot of money. A lot of money. And, um, you know, the contract that they're offering might be good right now. But next year, just, uh, I don't want to say peanuts, but it's not going to be comparable to what the what people could get then. But the Cavs are saying it's not 2016; it's it's 2015. It's kind of just kind of crazy though that I haven't seen any of the restricted free agents not sign the yeah. contract or sign a contract to another team. So it's really really weird. What's LeBron? LeBron's talking about this. Yeah, so he's basically saying that. Uh... It's kind of a distraction, you know, mm -hmm. because, you know, everybody's wondering. But how do I say? Like, he doesn't want the management to feel like he's putting pressure on them to, like, mm -hmm. make a move. Or he's trying to play, you know, like neutral. Yeah, yeah, he's trying to be neutral and saying, you know, let's just get this thing done and let's move forward. He's gonna is, get. He's gonna get his though. He's got a one year contract, right? He's always going he's to good. get his. <laughs> so, you know, Tristan's like, you know, this is my shot at the at the, at the pot. So, want to take the next shot? Sure, I'll take the next shot. Let's go uh, with Derrick Rose and his Orb injury. That uh, what do you call that injury that he Orb got? Orbital. Uh, so he got fracture. cracked in the face, basically. And, yeah, and, basically. And if you read ESPN, the, the world came to an end. Another surgery. So they want to hype it up like he's done, and the fans are trying to scare the fans, or what, what's the deal there? Just trying to get some clicks. I mean, he just got cracked in the face. It's not. It's not <laughs> anything with his body. You know, some some guy. You know, came down for a rebound or whatever it was 
and crack them. Happens all the time, right? Happens all the time. Put the mask on, let's keep it moving. You can't hold that dude. That dude's tough as nails, man. He's, you know, a lot of people question his his, uh, his serious injuries that he Mm -hmm. had. He didn't want to rush it, go out there too soon. People were trying to call him out on it. But, I mean, come on, that dude's an elite player. Yeah, he's going to be back in a couple of weeks anyway. Yeah, he'll be there in the beginning. They just want to make something going on, you know, make something happen out of nothing. But Why don't uh, you take the three at the top of the key? Show my range. All right. How about KD going to the Lakers? Oh, yeah. Stephen A. Stephen A. Yeah. Welcome. Done deal. According to sources, you know, it's a done deal. What'd you think? What'd you think when you heard that? You uh, got happy. Don't, don't, don't front. Say. Nah, with Stephen A, Stephen A, with the bluster of Stephen A, and and like I said, my friends at ESPN, the, with the sources, uh, you never know what with with those guys. They're short on headlines. They're trying to make something happen. Is there somebody? Maybe uh, Katie Chauffeur's aunt. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, giving some information so that Stephen A is technically telling the truth. Who knows? Hey, but KD shut it down pretty shut quick. Shut it down, didn't he? He came out real quick and said that I never talked to him. My people never talked to him, so he's lying. And then Stephen A got pissed and said whatever he said and is going back. I'm not going to front. I got excited. Yeah, I got excited too just by the idea and you're like you know, putting like, oh, KD could be the four and we got, we yeah, got yeah, Russell yeah. at the one. We got... Clarkson at the two, we got we got you know Kobe at the three. We got this whole thing set up. I mean, I mean, it's been hard these last few years for whatever reason to lure like big names, but I think you know there's a little buzz going around. So hopefully, these guys could show improve and attract some of these free agent players that are coming out in this next couple of years. You know, I like the effect that Stephen A. put out there. It made me feel good for a little bit just to think and, and yeah. dream about. It was it was fun fun to hear for a little bit, but uh, if we have a good season. Then we'll be in a good position to really, really talk about it. Because KD is not going to go to any team that is not a good team. I think his time is over in Oklahoma. I really seriously think that he's not going to be in Oklahoma. They have their moment where they could do some damage. And they got a new coach. They got a new... It's like they're on that downhill. They're declining. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they're necessarily even declining. I think everybody else is going up. So relatively, they're, they're, they're going down. But here's the thing. If he does, if KD does come to LA, then Stephen A is going to be looking like yeah. a, a, a swami with the crystal ball looking and saying, yeah, I know I know exactly what's... You yeah, know. he's definitely going to take credit for it. And, <laughs> and anything he's wrong about, you know, you never hear hear another word about it. Hey, maybe that has a, a backward effect on KD because just the fact that he put that out there, now KD's going to be like, LA sounds good, but I don't want to give Stephen A that, that credit, that, that, yeah, yeah the, the, the credit of saying it you know, before and then coming, I don't know. They these multimillionaires, and, and they they have all kinds of different reasons to make decisions. But uh, as a Laker fan, you want everything going in our favor, you know. And Stephen A. Just keep your mouth shut, you know. <laughs> you know, if KD is going to come, let him let him do that. Because you, you, even if you think about the Kevin Love thing too, going back to that, people saying that multiple times, over and over and yeah. over and over, and making that decision for him, you know, he's in, ending up with the Cavs. And so, you know, we don't we don't need Stephen A's help. Uh, thank you, but no thank you. All right, for this week's hype line, we got a storyline coming out of the Laker training camp that perhaps Byron Scott's practices are a little too rough. A little, little for rough the, for, for the these guys. young guys? I don't know, man. It's, what do you think? Yeah. 
Ah, that's that's you always hear about athletes taking it to the limits and for some reason or another Byron Scott has this stigma of Rep. being a real dictator on that old school yeah like really pushing them like having your buckets ready there on the side to vomit and stuff like that <laughs> so I don't know I mean Meta's had a little injury or the little nagging calf mm-hmm. injury uh, D'Angelo yeah. D'Angelo Russell had a little uh, bone bruise uh, who else uh, Huerta had the hamstrings mm-hmm. so it's taking a toll on these guys man what do you think? I don't know. I mean, I think it is a, it is a lot of hype. Uh, uh, I read on some message boards about how, you know, you know we've had all of these injuries. Uh, but if you look back when we had Mike D'Antoni, we had a lot of injuries then too. You yeah, know? And yeah, he, yeah. he was known for not having very strenuous practices, uh, keeping the guys fresh so they can get up and down the court. And uh, Gary Vitti, I read this article uh, that Gary Vitti was talking about how that was more dangerous because the guys are always in chill a, mode. Well, no, they're in a precarious <laughs> position because they they're going so fast in that Mike D'Antoni offense oh, that okay. they're susceptible in, to injury. So Byron has tried to scale it back and kind of have both sides uh, running and kind of get these guys in shape. But I think he recognizes he has to be careful because he, he held uh, D'Angelo out a little bit, told him to sit down. He, he gave Kobe the day off. Yeah, so I think he's looking at it. Yeah. I mean, he he's not like you're just gonna run. You're yeah, just yeah, gonna yeah. Do it. I think it's high. It's like these last few seasons we've been injured, so that's a very sensitive issue with this with this organization. So any little oh you know oh sit down you know we don't want to risk anything or um, one thing I like he's he's focusing on the condition and he's saying that. If we're going to lose a game, it's not going to be because of the conditioning, you know, Mm -hmm. that fourth quarter is not going to be because of that. So I like that aspect of it, you know, being ready to to come in and and play. And another factor, which I thought was pretty cool, is like a lot of these guys came into training camp fit, man, ready Mm -hmm. to play. Like if they weren't in spectacular shape, they were in good shape, great shape. You know, it's not like Shaq comes in, you know, overweight. Some of these guys, they take the offseason to heart and they eat whatever. They don't keep their bodies in shape and they come Mm -hmm. in and they work. They have to work just as hard. That's not the case with this squad. It's like he was saying that they all came in ready to go, man. That's a good sign. And hopefully... Hopefully, you keep your fingers crossed with me that there's no injuries. Yeah, I give Byron the benefit of the doubt with this. Because like I said, I think he is looking at preserving these guys. While at the same time, making these guys work. Making these guys uh, get ready for the season and and be in um, the best shape best shape of their lives yeah and and like you said not have that be an excuse yeah it's hype all right let's get into this segment called young guns and uh it's pretty self-explanatory talking about these youngsters on the squad here and what what they're going to bring to this organization. First, let's talk about D'Angelo. He's very popular with the media, getting a lot of attention. Still kind of trying to see firsthand. I mean, I've watched all of these clips from the scrimmages and from the, from the practice this week, and I've seen just a little bit. I saw, I saw him go up against Jordan Clarkson uh, just this last scrimmage, and he was getting into Jordan and kind of almost got a steal. So, okay. um, you know... But I want to see in the game, I'm so interested to see what we got here. Because like I said last time, you know, we expect something, 
but we don't know what to expect. So yeah. I, I really want to see. You know, throughout the game, you usually see somebody's uh, abilities start to unfold on the court. Mm-hmm. There, you know, practice, summer league, or stuff like that. You, you know, it's just people are just running up and down. And, but to go all out and really show yourself, man, that's what I, that's what I want to see as well. What about our boy JC Jordan Clarkson? I I've seen a lot, man, that uh, impresses me. I mean, um, you can tell somebody something. But if you show them and you show them on a consistent basis and you show them recently, you can probably believe what they're telling you. And seeing JC, seeing um, Jordan Clarkson and these these scrimmages, that step he has in getting to the rim and getting yeah, buckets and then getting into the passing lane, getting steals, that's the real deal. I'm really, really excited uh, about him. I think that that's going to translate well into the games. Even talking about Moutier again, uh, seeing the Clippers last night, and seeing how when you go against these grown men, you, you need some of that, a little bit of experience to know what to expect. And Clarkson has that. He went up against Chris Paul. He went up against Steph Curry. He went up against these guys and, you know, got got his um, stuff handed to him. So he's ready now. Yeah, you know, he seems like not only taking that challenge where we can read about, oh, he's doing this, but you can see it. I want to see the same thing for D'Angelo. It's going to be an interesting night and interesting week. Yeah, I think, you know, the season that we had last year, the silver lining in that was Jordan Clarkson getting all that playing time, you know, mm-hmm. getting in there and getting his, his feet wet, per se. And then just, you know, you know mm-hmm. last year he impressed me with a lot of... Uh, of uh of his gameplay you know some of those games those outbursts he had i was like whoa you know and you know last year was last year we don't know if it was just like a fluke he was just hot or whatever kind of like a you know you you have these moments with these players get hot and all of a sudden like whoa where did this guy come? like linsanity for mm-hmm. instance you know that week he was just like on fire you know everybody he made a name for himself that week and that probably helped him out you know helped his career out because he had a yeah. good week of basketball so yeah. Um, last year, I don't know if you could, you know, you, I guess people take it with the grain of salt because of the the situation they're in. I like the way he's taken his his role mm-hmm. as a professional and you know been there every day. Yeah, doing, his, doing thing. his thing, you know, working out and 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 just you know taking it all in and and making it happen. You know, another thing with the the concern if he's going to make it translate, I, I have less concern about that because we're going to have more threats. Kobe's going to be around. You got Julius around. Now you got D'Angelo around. You got, you know, all of these other guys around that are going to be threats. And that is very useful when you got a very good first step that you can get to the rim. I don't have as many concerns, but it's only because I've seen it. It, 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 I've seen him continually do that. And so I think he's going to be able to do that and, and have more space to do that or at least have more ability to do that because we have so many other weapons around and that as long as they're firing on uh, on all cylinders, I think we should see some good things from him. You know, how you mentioned that first step, it's always good to have a player like that on your squad where mm-hmm. you could just kind of throw the ball, isolate him on that wing and just, mm-hmm. all right, do your thing, you know, and just kind of like, like Kobe used to do for us so many mm-hmm. times, you know, having somebody that could create a shot for themselves where you don't really have to... Um, use a lot of other people or depend on a lot of other people to get you the ball or because you can't always have a set play every time sometimes you have to you know go different directions spread the defense you know i'm wondering if they're purposely grooming him to do that like you know hey man we want you to be that guy that that could be the iso you know swaggy has a little bit of that in him last year he was kind of like you know lighting it up uh, sweet lou williams yeah Yeah, so yeah man that's I'm, i'm i'm ready for that i'm ready to see jc Jesus Christ. (laughs) 
to bless us with uh, Westbrookian uh, talents. No. Yeah, man, I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. What about Robert Upshaw? Robert Upshaw, yeah. You know, we always thought he might be a steal, but you know, so far so good. You know? Yeah, man, he's uh, definitely did his part um, coming in, showing that you know he's ready to play. You know, losing the, losing all that weight, taking care of his off court issues, whatever those may be. You know, um, mm-hmm. just coming in and ready to play, being a professional. You know, and uh, didn't Hibbert say he was taking him? Yeah, I think Hibbert's you know kind of mentoring him a little bit, kind of like you know giving him that. Uh, that umph, you know, that little push for him to like, you know, step up and, and do things. They're both seven footers, right? So mm-hmm. um, th- they'll probably like relate a little Vibe. bit better. Yeah, because they're big guys, right? Big yeah. guys are kind of like the dinosaurs. Their own, yeah, they got their own thing going on. They yeah. have their own thing going on. So yeah, man, I, if this guy becomes one of those steals, like, you know, out of like the Like Jordan Clarkson, you know, like that. Yeah, yeah, man, it's like, shoot. You got, now you got two bigs in there, you know, that could mm-hmm. protect the rim and, and, and run. Yeah. Although, Oh, Roy, you know, Roy is not, what do they call him? What was his nickname? Slow Roy or what? <laughs> hey, it doesn't matter. You don't need five people running on the break. You know, yeah. the the center could always, you know, leave trail. behind. Yeah, yeah trail, trail, man. You don't have to sprint up and down the court every play. But to have two bigs in there just kind of like, you know, um, when one goes out, one comes in, you got that rim protection at all, all times, man. It's, it's crucial. Yeah, and I think Robert gives us something different than Roy because I think, Robert can get down the court more faster than than Roy can. Mm-hmm. You know, Roy is is a shot black. He he's a he's a verticality uh, wizard. You know, <laughs> but Robert from all of the reports in college and all of those games where he at least the time that he was in college, yeah. you know, and not kicked out uh, the program, <laughs> uh, he was blocking shots, shot after shot after shot. And, you know, who knows how that's going to translate when he's dealing with these grown men who know how to control their bodies and whatnot. But um, he does bring a slightly different thing. But it, there, there's a there's a common thread that Roy can't can help him. And as long as he keeps his nose clean, <laughs> he could be a, a real good pickup. That's a testament to Mitch. And I know a lot of people don't like uh, Jim Buss. But that's th- those are good gambles from a couple of seasons ago. Not really having a lot of things. We had that awful season last year that a lot of people bitch and moan about. But it gave us it gave us uh, D'Angelo, so the, yeah, you know it was man. it was for something. It's the way that that upper management has used the picks. I gotta give them a little bit of of uh, of credit. Like you say, you're taking a gamble, you're taking a risk, and they're willing to take that risk. Where a lot of organizations look at you know his off court drama, whatever it is, and just look past. Nah, I don't want to deal with it. You mm-hmm. know, this this this. I don't want I don't want to deal with that. But look at this organization. They they see something. You know, they 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 put hope in people's in people's um, minds. You know, it's like, man, you could do it. You know, mm-hmm. and they probably have the best doctors, the best uh, you know um, therapists, whatever it is, and they're willing to use those resources on their players. It shows that they care about their players, man. We really want you to be good for us, you know? Translate that on the court. You know, we do this for you off off the court. You show us what you could do on the court. It's like, you know, and then the players are like, whoa, okay. You know, you really look at look at uh back uh when uh Ronnie Turioff came, you know, when mm-hmm. they he had a heart condition that they don't know about. They mm-hmm. straight up paid for his whole medical expenses to take care of that mm-hmm. and in turn man he you know he played pretty good you know yeah. but they didn't have to do that they could have said like oh no you know we're not going to deal with this and, and pass you know and you have to figure that out on your own or whatever but it goes deeper than business and deeper than just basketball it's more personal you know you, you you're willing you're investing in this person and their well-being because 
when he's finished playing basketball, he still has to live his life. And yeah. this could be a cross this could be a crossroads in, in, in his life where it's like, man, you know, when I went to the Lakers, they really like, you know, looked out for me. They did they helped they connected me with these people and you know, it changes their lives, you know. And so yeah, and that's the, the big ups to the organization. For, the the Lakers are a family owned business. And a lot of times people forget that. They they forget that, but it is it is a it's kind of like a small business in that you know it it is is run by the sister and the brother yeah, the and whole the, the and, and a lot of times that you know it has good things and, and and arguably some some bad things, but some of the good things is they they care about people. It's not a corporate corporatized basketball team. It, it it is it is where they care about the people. Now the other thing is there's so many benefits to the guys that they can gamble on because if they are good being a laker is is like nothing nothing in the world they had uh, i've read something like vanderblue or one of these guys that were just one of the uh, d-league pickups got so much uh, attention uh just because he was on the lakers like a short period of time yeah so somebody like upshaw has to recognize that if he gets it together, it's just, this is not like getting it together to be on the Timberwolves or getting it together to be on the Bucks. The, the Bucks, <laughs> you know, which is is great because you're in the freaking NBA. Who wouldn't want to be in the freaking NBA? But you're on the Lakers. You're talking about royalty. Yes, royalty. That purple and gold royalty. So Upshaw, there, there's a there's a big win for him and a big win for us. We'll see. And he's still going to be a bench guy, I think. Right now, he's not like a starter or anything like that. But you still need a rim protector. You still need that guy there, and and to have that guy for that pick, that's that's a very very good. But he pick. might be able to get some playing time because they're who do they got? Uh, they have Hibbert? black though. They have black. He's a, he's not he, black. Yeah yeah black. He's black. center. He's he's kind of like an undersized center, and he can play power forward. Uh, but I think he's more. Of a center, I think that they're going to play him more as a center. He's more of like a big body. I still like Black. He probably lends himself better to the lineup than Socrates since he's got the the legs to run and gun and and uh, maybe Black as well. So he might uh, jump those guys to get into some playing well, time. That that's that's the thing though. That's the thing to see if he's going to make the make the roster because you know um, those guys got like we was talking about before. They got money guaranteed to them, yeah. And and he really he really doesn't. They can I think they can hold on to him, can't they? And put him in a D league or something like that. Yeah, there's all yeah. kinds of little loopholes that they could keep him. But he's keep him going. But he's the bottom line is that uh, so far so good with him, and that's that's a big thing. Cool, cool, cool. All right, welcome to the part of the show where we talk about the thing that we're looking forward to most uh, in the co- coming week, the golden ticket matchup. What do we got for this week, Lou? The golden ticket matchup. Okay, we got the Raptors. Since we, we already kind of discussed uh, Utah Jazz, I think mm-hmm. the golden ticket matchup would be against the Raptors, the, the backcourt of the Raptors matching up with the backcourt of the Lakers. Yeah, in a, in a perfect world, if if there's not injuries and and if they um, if the Raptors will start them, but it's, what Laurie Laurie and uh, uh, DeRozan DeRozan, 
It's a good, good, good test, you know. Yeah, against two against uh, Russell and Clarkson. Clarkson. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, man, that'd be a good test for these uh for these guys to see where they match up, and you know, I'm biased. I well, I don't know, you know, Russell being a rookie with the Lori probably uh checking him. Lori, yeah, but then Clarkson against uh, DeRozan, DeRozan might be a good battle. I, yeah. But I give it to Clarkson being young and more hungry. Yeah, but DeRozan, yeah, he got some athleticism. I don't know if he has that killer instinct, but he definitely has some athleticism. So it'll be a good challenge because both Laurie and DeRozan are good. They're above average, yep. but they're not great, right? And so um, it'll be the first chance for us to see them go up against uh, a tandem like that because in the Western Conference, you know, these guys, you know, if they start together, will have their hands full almost every single night yeah. going against, you know, top flight guards. So, uh, you and know, two guards. Yeah. Uh, so to, to get started, uh, it, that's, that, that's what I would be looking, yeah, looking at if like, it happens, you know, it's a good gauge. It's a good gauge for them, you mm-hmm. know, seeing where, where they, where they, uh, where they stack up against these, uh, above average guards. Mm-hmm. They're not top, you know, they're not elite or like, you know, top notch, but but they will they will take it to you. They oh, will hand yeah. hand it to you if if you don't bring um, your A game. They definitely they you know they made the playoffs and stuff. And they got swept, I think, and that's how we got Lou Williams. And uh, that would be interesting. Lou going back to oh, uh, yeah. to it's going back to his old that. old team and his, and his his old homies and a uh, um, little payback, little payback. Yeah, I'm sure Lou. Yeah, and so that that's interesting. Maybe Byron doesn't start. Uh, maybe he switches it up and puts Lou in there and and lets Lou, you know, have a little bit of revenge, you know, <laughs> against him. Or maybe Lou comes off the bench because I think Byron is going to play. He said he's going to play whoever comes off the bench more than he start the than the starters. So it's a lot of stuff to look at to see. Um, but that's also a back to back, so it's it'll be interesting to see who's healthy, who Byron plays again, and how they respond. Um, from from those first two games. Yeah, definitely. So that's the golden ticket matchup of the week. Wrapping up the show, I mean, I guess uh, we, we're really getting into it now and having the four games this, this upcoming week. You know, we'll have a lot more to dissect and definitely looking forward to it. So far, so good. Kobe has been... I don't, I don't, I don't want to say Kobe... You know, because he's not been that Kobe that we all expect. But I have seen that turnaround, Jay. I've seen him get to the get to the rack. So I think he's going to play. You know, he's not going to be wounded as he was this last couple of seasons. At least not out the gate. I think he looks looks better. But he needs to get his his sea legs and you know knock down those jumpers and whatnot and and get used to not holding the ball. I know he said he doesn't want to hold the ball. A lot, but it's going to be it's going to be a a, a a learning experience for him because with those guards running up and down the court, and you got Julius running up and down the court, and not seeing the ball, and not seeing the rock for several uh, uh, occasions. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's going to be fun to see. But he did look he did look uh, he did look good. So Kobe says always says the right things. Yeah. But you know what he does is. A- Completely different story. Once he gets the rock in his hand, you know, it's going to be a lot of discipline on his part, I think, to, like, you know, defer to these young guys. I saw him in the practice give it up to D'Angelo, and I don't think he has a problem giving it up, but 
if they run a whole bunch of plays where he just does not, or just does not see the ball, I cannot see that dude being happy about that. You know, so it's 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 going to be fun to see as we go throughout the week. We got so many different guys to look at, so many different little storylines to see who's 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 who and what's what. It's, it, although we're not in championship form. It's kind of like a pleasurable thing. It's called the humble beginnings. Yeah. So tune in to us every week to ride this journey, man, to see these guys grow, to see these guys develop into the the future of the Lakers. And hopefully, hopefully within a year, two years, three years, we'll be uh, talking about some uh, championship type of qualities that these guys developed and uh, looking forward to to um, raising another banner in the in the staples. Yep. Yeah, you can tune in here at this podcast every week to find out all your Laker news and happenings. I go by the name of Laker Lou. I'm here with my man Marcel. Yep, yep. And that's it for the week. Have a good one. We'll see you next week. This episode was brought to you by Need for T's custom screen printing and graphic design. Are your t-shirts faded and outdated? Then check out www.needfortees.com. That's www.need, the number four, T-E-E-S.com.